This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A very warm welcome to this bite-sized Friday morning edition of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast with me, Harry Robinson. Thank you for joining me. My regular co-host, Jack Tate, is unavailable this week, but I'm fresh back from Old Trafford with a few thoughts on United's 3-0 victory over FC Sheriff, a result which gives and sets up a very interesting and difficult match against Real Sociedad next week in San Sebastian next Thursday night, a match which United need to win by a two-goal margin to go through as group winners and therefore skip the round of 32 or playoff round, whatever you like to call it, in which the second place Europa League team in their group plays against the third place from the Champions League, those who have dropped down. And instead, if we win the group with a two-goal margin over over Real Sociedad, we'll progress immediately through to the round of 16, which would be a massive help, particularly because we still have two Premier League games that were postponed in September against Crystal Palace and Leeds United to make up for after the return from the World Cup on Boxing Day against Nottingham Forest. In fact, that game's been moved to the 27th of December, not Boxing Day. But as for Sheriff, it was a good game and a good result in front of a massive Old Trafford crowd, which I I don't think has really been spoken about enough. The crowds for these Europa League games have been huge. And yes, this one was uh, during the October school half term in England. So it would have been a really good opportunity for those with young kids to be able to take them to to a night game Old Trafford and and a, a game not of massive significance with not not a huge amount of tension around it and not have to get them up in the morning for school. But all three crowds for these Europa League games have been huge. The reason, I can't tell you. Possibly a post-COVID desperation to get back to football, but uh, we're, we're quite some time after the, the return to football now. Otherwise, I don't know. People are very keen to watch football. And these, these crowds have been really good. And the crowd, to start with, enjoyed Anthony's double spin in a game that could easily be dull. I was surprised by the reaction coming out of the ground. There was kind of no talk about that because people, it was just one of those a fleeting moments of Brazilian kind of invention and creativity and just a bit of samba fun coming out the ground. He suddenly looked at the reaction on social media and on, on the TV coverage and discovered it was a massive source of controversy. Well, He's Brazilian. It's it's football. It's a game. It's a 
form of entertainment is a different way of playing. It's not English, no, and I'd be very surprised if he caught Marcus Rashford or another English player doing that, even Jaden Sancho. But in the context, it's just a bit of fun. And the pass that he played afterwards was went out, yes, but it was almost right. It was the correct one to go for. Had Casemiro timed his run slightly better, maybe he would have got onto it or been a bit quicker, he maybe would have got onto it. I thought, I think the reactions are... I'm fine if Ten Hag wants to tell him that that's a, a little bit too much and that two spins in, in a row when it's not necessary is too much fun. But as, as a fan, it was a bit of fun. Elsewhere from South America, Alejandro Garnacho's first start for the 18-year-old and an excellent one. He Watching, he looks like a, a kid on the pitch. He looks skinny. And he's not, he isn't that skinny. But the important thing was just the unrelenting confidence he has is brilliant. And having watched him for several years now, I think that's always been there. But I think it's noticeable how his decision making has changed. He's less committed to driving at his man every time and is now willing to cut back at the right opportunities. That's good. Obviously, you've got to get the balance right. And I, I thought this was a good balance of that. Sometimes he went into into a few players, into traffic and and came out without possession, but that's okay, it's going to happen sometimes. You don't want the balance to go too far the other way and have a player who, which I think we've seen too much with Sancho recently, where when, when a player's not confident to take on their man and go past him, they're constantly coming back, but Garnacho had the confidence and, and it was also pleasing to see him not just cut inside, but also to go to the byline pretty pretty regularly and get past this player he did well there was a bit of variety to his game I find him quite a strange one to watch actually because the yes there are the tricks and, and a couple of times he got past his man with the tricks but a lot of how he beats a player is just with his body shape and speed so you find yourself thinking how has he actually got past him there but it, it is just a really uh, the, the way he can faint his body is is really good and that's what really good players do it was interesting really interesting to hear Ten Hag's comments on him uh, really uh, massive honesty from the manager again as we spoke about this in the Tuesday morning episode about just the honesty around Ronaldo and, and how I thought Ten Hag had dealt with the whole situation really well and that honesty does work kind of blunt honesty works and this was the same again Ten Hag if you haven't seen it Ten Hag basically saying Garnacho's he wasn't impressed with Garnacho in the first few weeks of the season and, and that He's, he's improved since then. It's a good lesson to learn. Exactly. He wouldn't delve into exactly the, what the problem was, but you can assume with young players, it's often the same problems about, about attitude and, uh, and making sure they, they know they've not made it yet. Gary Neville always says the, the key lesson for any footballer is to realize that the hard work only really starts after you've made your first team debut. And that's, uh, I think a value, valuable lesson for all footballers and it, it's good that if that's the lesson Garnacho has learned it's good he's learned it now this is the perfect time I also thought a noticeable point that me and my brother were considering is there is obviously great excitement around Garnacho and that's definitely there but I do also think there's a real scarring left from Mason Greenwood and that's not to compare the two but just that that cloud remains ominously hanging over and I think as fans it, there's, there, there are some scars there where you're just just not quite as you're not quite as willing to let yourself go and and really get excited by this brilliant young talent which Garnacho is. So I think I think that that is a notable point for fans and it's a it's an interesting one. As for the result, obviously a good one. It should have been by a wider margin, and United do need to score more goals. There were too many. I think in the first half, especially too many impatient long shots. 
But importantly, later on, especially in the second half, the type of goal scored, a bit of variety. So a set-piece goal just before half-time, that's great, brilliant. Uh, the second goal, Marcus Rashford, a wonderfully worked build-up uh, just after Luke Shaw had come on as well and he, he provides this kind of perfect cross and a really good header by Rashford. And it, it's really good to have a, a well-worked goal from open play. That's a just reward for, I think, how United have played against Chelsea and Tottenham and Newcastle and Omonia. Ronaldo's too, another excellent mover and the right people scoring in those latitudes. Both of those players really needed that. I thought the, the reaction to Ronaldo was interesting. I think I, like many of people at the game and not at the game, whether you were watching were, were understandably pretty angry or even if not entirely surprised by the way he acted at the Tottenham game by walking off. But I thought internally, just for me, as well as in, in Old Trafford's wider there was a noticeable change when he missed a, a really good opportunity. I can't remember what minute it was, but it was in the second half. I think a really noticeable change. He missed that and the, the frustration was evident. I think then the support came back for him. A kind of desperate wanting for his return to greatness that we all deep down know has gone, but a desperate wanting for it to return and a willing, willing him on to find some of that greatness, at least to prolong it just for a little bit longer. I listened to a really good interview on the Second Captains podcast with the new author of a book on Ronaldo and Messi, who explained at least what he thought about Cristiano Ronaldo's psychology. It was really interesting and, and I think a new framing of the conversation around him and one worth having because, look, here, here is someone utterly obsessed by achievements and records and we we know that, we, we've known that for a long time but also someone who seems to view himself and rightly as as a historical figure someone whose achievements will outlast his career and therefore every minute missed every match they missed is one of the last remaining in his career to add to that goals total and alongside that he's also facing a the same reckoning that we are with with his Ability, a realization that he isn't the player he was, a realization that he has to really think about his finishes rather than that kind of instinctive brilliance that he's had for so long. That must be difficult. That's not to say that this is an excuse and that this means he should start every game. He shouldn't, but that must be difficult. Maybe even kind of, may even mimic a kind of grieving process of frustration first and then maybe sadness and, and then. Yeah, where he goes from here, it's a really difficult mental challenge. And I assume one that all, it's not limited to the greatest players. Um, I assume this is something that many, many footballers have at, at the end of their careers. But the desperation from Ronaldo to keep going means he will keep going, even though whereas someone like, going back to Gary Neville, someone like Gary Neville might realise he, he he hasn't got that and he just retires straight away and move on. As for Ronaldo's Portuguese teammates, great for Dallo to get a goal and Fernandes was good, I thought. I really like him in that inside right position. He can get into good shooting opportunities. He gets on the ball in the right places. So instead of being on the ball and, and it, it kind of, it traps him into playing the right kind of passes rather than the Hollywood balls or a long shot. It's where his ability can really carve out opportunities and, and the stats back that up as well. I think I read on an, an Optus stat that said he's participated in more open play chances than any other Premier League player in all competitions. 
that's good going. Defensively, sound. Not that we didn't concede a goal. We didn't clean sheet great, but it was the fact we didn't concede any chances at all, really. Uh, Sheriff obviously came to counter-attack. They didn't really get the opportunity to, and that says something about our ability to keep the ball, but also how quickly we won it back. It was really good for Maguire and Lindelof to get some game time together, whatever you think of them, and to have Maguire back on the pitch. He's going to be needed. He got a good reception from the crowd. Van der Beek also coming on, did well. Also got an excellent reception from from Old Trafford. Some nice bits of play you get from Van der Beek that you don't get from others in the in the Ajax model that constant looking for the cut back into the box some really nice runs into space that neither the striker nor a normal number 10 would make he, get, he does give you something slightly different um, and if if he can be useful, we've said this his entire United career we're always waiting for it but if he can be a good squad player he would be a really useful one and a, and a different option and hopefully that can happen final thought on, on Rashford a great header he played well uh, and I watched his interview back after with BT Sport and I think it's the most relaxed I've seen him in an interview for some time I like that that was, that was good uh, we'll wrap up there the only other news is United under 21 have also been in European action this week uh, they played their first Premier League International Cup match on Wednesday at Ultram 0-0 against Sparta Prague Charlie McNeil had a penalty saved Isaac Cantonara and Kobe Mainu uh, Mainu coming off the bench were two of the standout players two very easy on the eye players uh, and the, the amount of cup competitions United and kind of cup experience United are getting the, the variety of matches this season is really good with the International Cup which has this first match a draw against Sparta Prague United play Monaco at Old Trafford in November and then PSV Eindhoven in December and then you've got the AFL Trophy against senior sides as well it's it's really good for their development and bear in mind that most of this team is the FA Youth Cup winning team there's some real talent in there so it's it's something really good we'll wrap up there I'm aware it's a long time even 12 minutes is a very long time to just be listening to one person's voice for so I'll leave it there but a good result uh, coming up on Sunday West Ham very tricky because yes, they might not be in outstanding form. And yes, David Moyes' record against top teams is atrocious, as it was at Manchester United as well. But he will come and the chances of them getting a draw are high. And their new striker, Italian striker Scamacca, looks dangerous. He's the kind of striker that will really challenge Lissandro Martinez. And with Varane out, you've got Lindelof there, most likely. He's the least disruptive. He's less disruptive coming in than Maguire, I think, because Maguire is such a different style to Varane. Uh, and Lindelof's aerial ability is not great either. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Scott McTominay start to protect the two centre-backs. I think that would make sense. Casemiro can obviously do that job as well, and he was good again. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see McTominay come in. I think if, if one of McTominay and Fred are going to come in, I think it would be... McTominay otherwise United need to keep playing as, as we are but finish better some of the on in possession quality that and the increase in that quality is, is really good and it was I mean ultimately as, as I said right at the start going back football's about fun and entertainment and these Europa League games against lesser opposition as as FC Sheriff are can be incredibly dull and this one wasn't dull so that's a testament to the way United are playing right now and to the way that Eric Tanaka has got this team playing. So I'll leave on that very positive note. Thank you for listening. If uh, you're enjoying the show, then come back next time. On We'll be talking on Tuesday morning about the West Ham game. Until then, goodbye. Have a good week.
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.